You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views from Street. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views from Midstreet podcast rolls on. If this is the first time that you have joined us here on the pod, do us a favor. Make sure that you are subscribed to and downloading every episode of the Views from Midstreet podcast wherever major podcasts are found on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, or for free on the the Odyssey app. And do us a bigger favor. If you like the pod, Share it with your friends. Put it out there in your social circle. Make sure that your friends and family that are Cats fans have the opportunity to jump in to this little community we're building as well. Now, I mentioned at the end of the last break that I have a a bit of a conspiracy theory going on here. And I've laid it out for Lonzo. I'll lay it down on the pod here. And then I want Lonzo's thoughts for you guys to hear. And then I, I want you guys to react to us on social media as well. Drop me an email, rob.brown at thefanupstate.com. You can also tweet either one of us at the Rob Brown Show or at Lonzo Onward. Here's my conspiracy theory. It's got a couple of moving parts. P.J. Walker is starting on Thursday night for a couple of reasons. Number one, the tank. We know the tank is on. Number two, Baker Mayfield. We know that if he hits a certain percentage of snaps played for this offense this season, then the draft pick that we sent to the Cleveland Browns as part of the package to bring him to Carolina goes up a round, right? It jumps up a round. Uh, the decision feels like it's already been made, right, wrong, or indifferent. And to be honest with you, I want to see more of what Baker's got, which is why I personally would be starting him uh, coming up on Thursday night. Baker's already said, I'd like to be in Charlotte long-term, but we got to get through this season before we can get there. Uh, I want to see more Baker, what Baker can do, but it feels like the decision might have already been made. And I get that part of what is because Matt Rule brought in Baker, right? Matt Rule had autonomy to bring in the guy he wanted. He wanted Baker. They brought in Baker. He is, whether he likes it or not, going to be considered by a lot of people a Matt Rule guy. So by playing Baker enough snaps, you elevate the pick that you sent over to the Cleveland Browns, which means that Baker becomes more expensive simply by playing in a losing season that ultimately is going to go down as irrelevant in our history, except for whoever we get in the draft, wherever we get them in the draft next year. The second thing that leads me to believe that we have talked quite extensively about the fact that this is an on-field audition for Steve Wilkes. Unless Steve Wilkes just doesn't want the job, right? Which I can't imagine he doesn't want the job. If Steve Wilkes doesn't want the job, then it makes perfect sense that he would be tanking the season. But if Steve Wilkes does want the job, 
And he is trying to convince Fitterer and Tepper that he's the man for the job. He, of course, would play the best quarterback he's got available. And let's all be honest with each other. That's not P.J. Walker, which means that there has got to be a reason that Steve Wilkes is willing to go with P.J. Walker instead of Baker Mayfield. Now, if he's trying to get a job, the only reason I can come up, I'm not saying this is the only reason, but it's the only reason I can come up with. The only reason I can come up with that Steve Wilkes would be willing to play P.J. Walker over Baker Mayfield. And writing on the wall, if P.J. stinks it up again like he did against Cincinnati, it will be Sam Darnold that enters the game, not Baker Mayfield. That's just a hunch. We'll see if it plays out. Uh, But the only reason he would go with P.J. And then hypothetically, like I said, in my opinion, though, we will find out. He would go with Sam Darnold as the backup and give him a crack is because he's been wink, wink, nudge, nudged into believing that he's already the front runner for the job. Hey, you've been here. You've seen what doesn't work. You've kind of started to hit on what did work. You had a pretty good run of a couple of weeks there. You are the front runner for the job, and you are going to get a very hefty, if not final say, in who we pick with our first round draft pick at the number two or three or whatever spot we end up with spot in that draft. If Wilkes already believes he's the front runner and he's got to say that it would behoove him greatly to try to improve that position the best he can, which of course means losing. And what's an easy way for Steve Wilkes to lose right now without looking like to without looking to the NFL like he's doing it on purpose, but to go, hey, the guy we have started the last three weeks, we're going to give another shot at. And if he gets run, you go to Sam Darnold, a guy who was activated less than a week before the game, less than a work week before the game. If Sam Darnold comes in and stinks it up, you can give him another start the next week and go, okay, now he's got another week under his belt. He's knocked off the ring rust. Now we're going to give him a true test to see what he can really do. And he goes and stinks it up again. Now you're talking about two justifiable losses on the record and an opportunity to stay in that number two spot. I understand that my tinfoil hat might be tightening around my brain a little nuts and restricting the bud flow. But, Zoe, that makes perfect sense to me as to why P.J. would be the guy, as to why I think that Sam will be the number two. And if we see Baker Mayfield down the line again, it'll only be because the guys ahead of him got injured because we don't want to cost ourselves another round worth of draft pick. And we don't want to come off money for Baker Mayfield as well. All right. So I, 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 I get the theory because it's the second time I've heard it. And it, it – Makes even more sense the second time, except for I think it has some holes in it. So if that's the case, and it might very well be, why would you bring Baker in last week? Unless you wanted to bring Baker in because you thought he would look bad, and then, oh, no, that's a touchdown. Yeah, but he won't do that again. Oh, no, that's another touchdown. Oh, no, that's three touchdowns. We can't be having that. And, and the other thing is, if you were so worried about that draft pick after the, the rough start that Baker had, why didn't you bench him earlier? I just I – mean, there's a lot of things, and maybe this is an ongoing thing. It's fluid, and it changed as week to week happened. The fact that they brought him in last week, that's the part that doesn't make any sense. What Did he, did he have, have like a quarter and a half left that they were allowed to play him, so they brought him in the quarter and a half? I mean, why bring him in? If you don't bring him at all, then I get all that. 
but you brought him in last week. And why is everyone shocked that P.J. starting? Because you brought him in and he scored three straight touchdowns. So my theory on that's going to go. And again, it's speculation. The vast majority of people right now are speculating because the Panthers ain't saying nothing about it. My speculation is this. You bring Baker in in a spot where you're down 35 nothing. Baker comes in. You're probably not expecting him returning from a foot injury, an ankle injury, probably not expecting him to come in and light it up, right? And if Baker comes in and he stinks the joint up, you've got a reason to bench him down the line. But he comes in and he lights the Bengals up in the second half. Now, again, part of the argument for starting PJ is going to be, yeah, Baker came in and he threw three touchdowns and he made a good run at it, but he did it when the game is out of hand and the Bengals weren't bringing as much pressure. The Bengals weren't running as many starters for as many plays, yada, 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 all of which is fair and all of which is uh, correct and a good argument. But you bring the guy in expecting him to maybe not have that much success. And now you can justifiably rotate through quarterbacks the rest of the year which means nobody's able to get comfortable. Nobody's able to develop a rhythm or a routine. Nobody's able to really settle in as QB1. Everybody is looking over their shoulder. Uh-oh, if I stink the, the field, you know, next week Sam's going to come in, and then the next week PJ, and then we're back to Baker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They didn't expect him to come in and light up the scoreboard. They didn't expect him to come in and grab him a couple of honey and uh, three touchdowns on the way out the door. They expected him to come in and do what he had been doing before Matt Rule left, which is not playing good football, right? So he comes in and he does that. And now you've lost your rationale for rotating quarterbacks, right? Like this is why we're upset. If Baker would have come in and stunk up the joint, and Baker would have come in and thrown two picks, scored no touchdowns, ended up with a buck 20 on the air. Then, yeah, we'd have been going, all right, well, I mean, it really doesn't matter who you start. Or we'd all be clamoring for Sam Darnold. But because Baker lit it up, now it seems a little insane that P.J. would get the nod over Baker Mayfield, but they had to come up with a reason to do that, to protect the draft pick, to keep money out of Baker's pocket and keep it in the franchise, and to justify rotating quarterbacks to pick up a couple of L's. Again, I know it's a conspiracy theory. I know there's a lot of moving parts to it, but I am trying to make sense of an otherwise incomprehensible decision for any reason other than we tanking, yo, we tanking. You know what? It, something else it could be. It could be a loyalty thing. It absolutely could be a loyalty thing. That that Wilkes uh, is bonded with PJ Walker, and he wants him to do well. So he wants to put him back in there to prove that last week was just a fluke, and he needed a little bit of a. He got in over his head. He's a young quarterback, needed to be relieved a little bit. And he's going to get back on the horse, and he's going to do a good job this week. It could be that. Uh, going back to the conspiracy part of it, though, if Wilkes put Baker in so he would fail. I, I 
I don't see how he could do that because he spent time with Baker in Cleveland. And if I'm not mistaken, he was there when Baker was really good. So he knows what he's capable of. And if a, a capable quarterback who's not over the hill, which Baker is not, if he gets if he gets in that rhythm and gets back to where he was, he's proven to be a winner. So maybe it's just that Wilkes is very loyal to P.J. Walker and what he's been able to help him kind of do since he took over as interim coach. Uh, I would say maybe, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the rationale with the reasoning, with the base of that loyalty would be right. That he has for PJ over anybody else. That, that makes sense, right? It makes sense that maybe he's just Walker a good was, dude. Maybe he's just a good dude. You maybe, know, you hit it off with someone. You're like, I want, I want this kid to do well. Maybe, but he's fired. What four coaches in two weeks, you know, like I, I would, I would think, if that was the case, unless those guys just ticked him off, but it doesn't seem that's the case. I mean, may, maybe you're right. Maybe PJ Walker just like, or maybe uh, Steve Walsh just likes PJ Walker, but PJ ain't on this team for any other reason than he was a Matt Rule guy. He was OOU, and again, it, it's it's a theory, sure, but to me, it would make more sense that Steve Wilkes believes accurate or not, that he's the front runner for the job down the line. He's going to have a say in the draft pick. And if I tell you that you have the final word on what that draft pick is going to be next year, you want the best draft pick you can get. You want to give yourself as much availability of players, the biggest pool of players to select from as you can to ensure that you get the one that you want to get. And if Wilkes knows the job is his, or at least firmly believes that the job is his next year, then all of a sudden tanking makes more sense than if Steve Wilkes believes, right? Because he said, trust the process, trust, quote, my decision-making, end quote, right? He didn't say it was a team decision, it was a coaching staff decision, it was a franchise decision. He said, trust my decision-making. And as a wordplay guy, I, I, I find great value in the in the words people use the way they use them, the order they use them, the context they use them. As a words guy, for him to specifically say, trust my decision-making, that means it was a Steve Wilkes decision for PJ to play and Baker to be benched. The outcome of that, most likely, is a bad performance by the offense and an Atlanta win. An Atlanta win, of course, maintains our solid hold on the number two draft spot and increases the pool of available players for Steve Wilkes. I'm not saying you have to like it, Lonzo. I'm not saying you have to agree with it. I'm just saying that even if you don't like it, it makes sense. Yeah, but the other problem I have with that is the players, that if, if you if you uh, are looking at your nucleus, and we've talked about how much the, the guys that they really love on defense, do you want to make those guys mad by going, okay, why are we not trying to win? Why did you do it? If people on your own team, and we don't know that they are, but if people on your own team are questioning why you're doing this and questioning your reason, uh, your 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 want to win, and maybe they're all in on it. Maybe they all know. But I don't think 53 guys are going to go, okay, I won't say anything. There's the, Social media is too much fun and too easy and too accessible for someone to not say, I can't believe Coach is doing this. Uh, so – I think whatever he's doing, it's between him and management or 
Maybe he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, Steve Wilkes is not an idiot, right? And even if Steve Wilkes was an idiot, uh, I think for the most part, even an idiot would recognize that Baker outperformed PJ Walker last week, right? Like you could have never watched a football game in your life and recognize that was the case. What you said there at the end, which is, you know, this is between him and management. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's possible. And in my opinion, potentially even probable that Scott Fitterer and Tep went, hey, look, dude, here's the, here's the thing. You got us through this year. You get us through this year. And you got the leg up on the position next year. And if you are the coach, much like with Matt Rule, you have the autonomy to make the decision about who we pick. That would be a thing that's finger guns between uh, Steve Wilkes, Scott Fitter, David Tepper, management, ownership, whatever you want to call it. It would make sense for this to be his decision. I ain't buying it. <laughs>